You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 348th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim from Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston. I am ready for dinner, you guys. I've got the kale cooked. I've had a good mm-hmm. rest and I'm ready for some crit beef. Yeah, you got to you got to have your beef with your kale and your good night's well, sleep. Well, gentlemen, <laughs> crit beef is a dish best served cold. Never, it's been a while. Let me just get into it. It's been a while since I've cared about Criterium Racing in the U.S., mostly because I feel like United Healthcare kind of ruined the whole thing for me over the last five years, and there was absolutely no excitement in crits. And then uh, our friend uh, Rob Kelly over at Criterium Nation did all he could to get me excited, and then he just put up a post on Instagram about uh, a new guy showing up to a team apparently called Best Buddies out of Miami, Florida, which you think I would know about because I live in Orlando. (laughs) And I was like, oh, and then Justin Williams, who I did know about because my friend Spencer always wears his Legion shirt around, including tonight on the podcast, Mm -hmm. looking resplendent, commented, this changes nothing. And then all of a sudden, Travis McCabe, who moved to Orlando, was like, really? And then they went back and forth and Crit Beef was born. And then suddenly I'm like, I need to watch this. And then I go watch a Crit race. For three nights in a row, and just like 2006, mm-hmm. 2004, when I really got into bike racing, mm-hmm. I had to watch a really crappy internet feed that was cutting out every <laughs> every moment. Yeah. Um, I just proceeded to go to the USA Crits website to try to find the results. Oh, I kind of find some buried in here, but it's only like one day or one night. Um, so this is on June. So we're June 13th is when we're recording. Cried Baby Hill just happened. Um, and... I th- think William uh, Taylor Williams won, but then or Tyler Williams, but then I go to the results page and I will read you the results that are on here. Okay. Williams, first place, Got Legion it. of Los Angeles. Yeah. Second place, Williams, Legion of Los Angeles. Okay. Third okay. place, Estevez, Best Buddies. Fourth place, Williams, Legion of Los Angeles. If you can't get the point here. Maybe the website should also include the first names of the riders because apparently Williams are the greatest cyclists in America mm-hmm. and the coolest team in the world is Legion of LA. Congratulations. Cause it was fun. What I saw. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. So let's get into this a little bit. Like you, you started to set up the stage and then you went in classic super icky style off the rails and over to complaining about results, which is, you know, totally fair. But I think the people are here. Because they want to know, what is crit beef? Why is crit beef? Are we excited about crit racing? Is crit racing back? Did Rob Kelly have it right all along over at Criterium Nation? Have we been sleeping on this phenomena? And is crit beef over, or is it just getting started? I want to know, is crit beef, like, organic, fair trade? 
Is it free range or is it lab developed? Well, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, I think that joke's probably been done 50 or 60 times on, on the Twitter sphere. Hasn't and that's it? all right. That's okay. I know you're not on, you were out in the woods camping or something this weekend. I was so in the woods camping. You may have missed it, but um, yeah, as far as I know, um, Beyond Beef has not invested in any of the involved teams. That's good because that's uh, gross For the stuff. vegans out there, but um, we may be Beyond Beef now because I feel like after this weekend, Legion of LA has roasted the beef beyond recognition like there is no beef anymore mm-hmm. I, I think that that's pretty so all right here, here's my guy. here's my here's my thinking okay go ahead to have beef you have to have competitors on the same level and nobody is anywhere close no, no i would weekend. agree with that yeah um so this is the annual time of year. So let me just set this up real quick before I get into this. This is the annual time of year when I actually contemplate moving to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Whoa. So congratulations to Tulsa Tough for making Tulsa seem awesome for three days a year. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I did go on Zillow to see if there was any houses for sale on Crybaby Hill in the lovely Riverview neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't see any, but there is one uh, just a block away uh, that just... Right on the course. It's looking great. Um, so, uh, yeah. Well, team too bad in I, the future? <laughs> too bad I can't afford it. But that being said, <laughs> Crybaby Hill looks amazing. Tulsa looks resplendent. Spencer, you, you open this Pandora's box, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to jump right on in and just let this thing release. But okay, Legion okay. of LA <laughs> put mm-hmm. on an absolute clinic. Yeah. Legion of LA deserves absolutely all credit in the world. None of what I'm about to say is going to take away from that. Other than I wish some other teams would show up at a level to make it competitive. I felt like I was watching a dynasty of riders this weekend. Now I do know it was, it's early in the season and they did not win the uh, armed forces classic in mm-hmm. D, in the DC area last week. Mm-hmm. So I do know that best buddies had several riders doing um, unbound. So I do feel that that probably has an impact on what, um, in particular, Travis McCabe and Eric Marcotte could do. But today mm-hmm. on Sunday, after the Williams brothers won, um, day one and day two, day, day two was an absolute clinic. Cause I was like, Oh, maybe day one's a fluke day two. Oh my God. It was amazing. I loved every yeah. second of it. Saturn sit up at the end to go one, two, three, four beautiful yeah let's let's, let's quickly recap this um for the men's pro race uh on friday they uh justin wins and legion also got third uh on saturday they went one two three and four and then today on sunday they went one two and four um Not bad. that's just the men's race because that's just the, the men's race <laughs> the women's they went one two multiple times as well and i think one three today maybe one two every day anyway uh it was today okay um it was uh, a domination they even uh won on friday and sunday in the men's one two race (laughs) and you know just for good measure 
this weekend they also legion won the mexican national championship road race um (laughs) so they are (laughs) oh forgot about that one yeah they're pretty dominant um i get what you're saying tim about wanting everybody to, to be at that level but uh as far as I understand, all the big teams were well, there. Everybody well, was know, there. That was. But here's the thing. That was Are there American other teams? Kurt racing. I, I don't think I'm so. all in on this American team thing. And I got, again, I'm, I, I don't want people to lose just like, there's no reason to not like this team as far as I'm concerned, because oh, they're amazing. They're doing everything right. Yeah. They've got an amazing, um, following presence. They're doing the world. I mean, they're doing great things. I mean, the right. fact that the Williams brothers won in Tulsa on the, on the centennial of the uh, Tulsa race massacre, mm-hmm. which was, has been covered in a lot of the news as of late, mm-hmm. a kind of a hidden story that I didn't know much about until about two or three years ago yeah. is pretty amazing and I think mm-hmm. deserves a lot of like just straight up, let's own it. And what the Williams brothers did with the Greenwood on their jersey and you learn about the history of Tulsa, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. It's pretty great. What I, what I want is I want some cup. I, I don't see the competition yet. Um, what I saw at Armed Forces Classic was the gentleman from Echelon Racing attack with 13 laps to go, mm-hmm. and and held on. Great job. But you're like, oh, was that the fluke? Right? Was that, was that the the time that a uh, you know. Every you know every now and then the underdog does win. Mm-hmm. And then the th- when the wor- when the nation was watching, and I'm assuming lots of people across the the pond, if you will, were tuning into USACrits.tv for the 20 minutes the stream was up. They got to see what happened. It was a clinic. It was absolutely amazing. I just wish some other teams would be able to compete because I did, I stopped ra- watching crit racing because of United Healthcare. So. I- <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that because Legion seems way cooler, but I'm kind of like... Cooler than wanna, a healthcare I company? Quickly, I don't know what you guys are talking yeah. about. Coolest healthcare company I know of. Tim, you you, you still talk about Saturn to this day as being uh, one of the great American teams. You love Mercury. Um, these I, teams did the navigators. exact same thing. Yeah, but yeah. Navigators were there. Like, there was other teams around. Like, like people... Like, there was a team around there. There was an existence was, of competition. There was none this weekend right well i think part of the problem and there was always optum against in uh, every in optum every field. which became rally against uhc for the longest time before they moved on to trying to do stage races and be in europe and stuff and mm-hmm. there was no money in crits anymore and that's why it was only uhc um which is you know fair why you left left uh paying attention to to crits because there weren't that many big ones and there was only one team um but I think Legion single-handedly bringing this, bringing the, bringing it back, putting it on the map. There's, there's got to be um, money back in crits again after watching this weekend. You would hope. I, I felt like social media was focused on crit beef this whole time, right? Like there was, it blew up. The, yeah, I, there I, was I, attention I, being paid that hadn't been paid on for years, other than the you know the dozens that listen to this podcast. What I love about it is there was so much talk about legion of la and you know oh they just went in southern california oh they're just a big regional team whatever oh they just have a good logo and merch and they're just a hype machine they're just on instagram whatever and then when you get all the biggest names 
at a race three days in a row, nobody could compete at all. Like, it's not just hype. They backed everything up. They didn't just win the race. They put multiple people on the podiums every day. Different winners. Justin wins Friday. Corey wins Saturday. Um, Tyler wins uh, uh, on Sunday. It's just wild. And the women's team cleaning up, too. Like, it's not just uh, all for one guy. It's not like they have the the Mark Cavendish of America. You know what I mean? They've, well, like they've got a, a stacked team. I think Freddie Rodriguez would, would have been through. a better, a better example. Oh, but, uh, yeah, I would love right. to go through. <laughs> These results are so garbage on this website. You can't. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Full credit to Legion of LA. Mm-hmm. Love it. I want to see the New York Yankees be challenged every now and then because mm-hmm. this like that makes what they did that much better, I guess is what I'm saying. So I, I, I will be paying attention. Let, let me put it this way. I will be paying attention to the crit season a lot more now, in particular Athens twilight in a few weeks and sunny King in a couple of weeks, because what I want to see is if I do believe that this is the first time best buddies kind of had the team together. And then you also had the unbound situ. uh, pre-race excuse so the excuse sure so that could be possibly the only yeah. that that could be possibly the only thing to set it up to the next level right like yeah. like maybe there was some bad legs or maybe there isn't the the well, grit of that team i i don't know because otherwise it's just going to be legion just bringing everything back the second night there was a lot of uh, the arts district crits there was a lot of uh, oh. people attacking Mm-hmm. Such a good race. Nothing a lot of a lot of argy bargy in that race too. Yeah. Um that one you can find on YouTube. You should definitely look it up. Uh so so good. Do, do you guys think so much like how US Cyclocross had a couple years where it was just the US and it got bigger and bigger and it got big enough that it started attracting euros to mm-hmm. come over. Here and there mm-hmm. a big euro would come over, probably mostly for a paycheck and a little fun. But then we got mm-hmm. where we got I, want, I don't want to say second tier, but we got like the guys who were like running top 15 in Europe who were like, well, man, I'm going to go over there and get some easy points, some early season points. And they'd come over and they'd, yep. they'd have to work for it. How long do you feel like we need to have the level raise up again in crits that we get like we get like uh, some of the Belgian teams that just run Kermises all well, season I, long being like, hey, let's go to America and like road trip it for a month and we'll just clean up and they'll think that's the game again, you know? So this is a very good question, little guy. I think the first step is maybe they got to find a way to put the results on <laughs> procyclingstats.com. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious here. If yeah. you want to become a legitimate organization, you can't have results that are a pain in the ass to find that just have the last name of the riders. Yeah, this is true. So you've got to create, you got to create a reason here. <laughs> How I are they going to get their else. upgrade points? Right? Like, I mean, well, yeah. but, but, oh, and I, but here's the thing, like what Legion has done is shown me that there is money in this thing. If you do it right, they've created a team that's like an identity and it's, it's amazing and more power to them for showing up. They got Zwift, arguably probably the richest bike company outside of specialized and Trek throwing down, to yeah. be on their jersey, right? It's it's a very impressive organization, and I have to say that other teams and other folks have to be looking at this in the crowds on the side of the road. And shout out when the, the stream was actually working 
the drone coverage, I thought they had a helicopter above. The camera work was really good for the most part Mm -hmm. the entire weekend. I didn't feel like I was watching a minor league hockey game on a crappy stream, except, you know, when the stream went out with 13 laps to go because some generator blew on a Friday night. You can't have that that type of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I I didn't watch Friday. I watched Saturday and Sunday, and I didn't have that stream problem. So... They must have worked it out, or maybe it was a fluke, but uh, yeah, I, I am excited that I could watch it at all, because as you know, for many years, we couldn't we couldn't at all, and uh, hopefully the level continues to improve, and with the uh, quote-unquote Yankees um, dominating like they do, I, the, the bar will continue to raise, you know what I mean? It'll continue to yeah. get write-ups it's- in the Wall Street Journal on them, and New York Times, and mm-hmm. all these things. Yeah covering bike racing which doesn't happen that's um, where there's there's money in this yeah like, there some is. of these riders from europe have to want to be coming over to this so so oh, how long does it take before be cool the second coolest online bike training fantasy land uh-huh. sponsors a team and they're like obviously we got to send them over to usa they got to take on legion and there's zwift money for uh indoor training dominance outdoors that's how it works I mean, I, I don't know when, little guy. That's a that's a good question. Okay, I, I, I thought you guys were plugged I, in. I've to completely, be cool. no, no, I've completely I, drank the Kool Aid on the crits being the only thing that really matters in the U.S. Because you can't put on a road race, obviously, because of all like mm. shutting down roads and just the way society has turned towards cyclists. Whereas crits, oh. you can kind of just pull off because it's you know a mile of block yeah. that you can um, do right. I think, I mean, it's probably a few years before anybody in Europe pays any attention at all. I think we get a good shot at the Australians coming over. Um, they always good. love the crits. And they got the opposite um, season, so it works out perfectly. They can just crit it up yeah. all year. Crit, 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 yeah, crit, they can crit. crit all year long, yeah. But what's more important is I'd like to see some American teams actually step up and put the investment into their branding and their marketing <laughs> yeah. as well because Allegiant, again is proving that you can do that, that you don't have to just be UHC. <laughs> like, I'll tell you what, I, I'm wearing this Legion shirt, shirt right now mm-hmm. because it looks awesome and I will wear it around town. There's no way I'm going to wear a UH, <laughs> UHC shirt yeah. around Again, town. You're not going to wear a Toyota never gonna United. Happen. You're not yeah. going to wear a Toyota United fan-driven um, team around. You could yeah, ride never the bike happen. as well, the Toyota United bike. You could have the Toyota United package and Ben. I just, guy. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, I just... There's they've what they're doing. And Justin talked about this a little bit on his podcast episode that he did from the gun. Uh, and it was really good, but he talked about, he wants to create this team like it's a league with the idea that there will be a league in the future sometime that he's building towards that. There'll be, you know, a New York team, a Florida team, a Midwest team, a Texas team, whatever, and you can actually have teams to cheer for rather than I'm a fan of Toyota United. And then they're gone a year and a half later. And it's like, okay, I'm a fan of, I don't, you need to Navigators. create that. Like you can't be the Yankees without a hundred year history, right? Like mm-hmm. your grandpa well, was a fan of the Yankees and your dad was a fan of the Yankees. And now you're a fan of the Yankees and that's what cycling needs and what it lacks. Like you could be. So it's almost like Luton is trace, like the golden Knights that just come out of you know one or Maybe, two years sure. old that that is dominating right. no but there's Shout nobody out to else my hockey folks there's nobody else doing it there is like you can't trace yeah. the lineage of 
pick your favorite team aside from movie star, you can't trace the lineage back, right? Like to, yeah, no, well, oh. my favorite rider was Greg Lamond. What team is the team that he was on now? You know? Well, what's amazing it about exist. it, right? Like, like think about it from what Legion is, right? There's Legion of LA. And then I can tell you offhand, I think three of the sponsors for sure. I could probably go if I really dug down into like four or five, it's pretty impressive that everyone knows the sponsor, but it's still the Legion team. Yeah. So like, that's why I get very excited about it and it is doing great things for the sport. However, are they out kicking the coverage of the quality of the infrastructure of the sport here? It's almost like they're not being given the real playing field because you have a, live stream that goes down on a Friday night when people are watching, right? You have the inability to access true information about it. So you're getting the stories in the wall street journal. You're getting the stories in New York times and it's looking great and they're doing their part. Mm-hmm. So where's the, where's the rest? They're bringing the eyeballs to the sport. I was not going to watch unless it was what Justin Williams was doing. Well, and I, I think that's on USA crits and that's on USA cycling to recognize that and to invest in it. And I, I think USA crits is, doing a great job. Like, I think they are raising the bar and I, but I don't think the bar is high enough yet, you know, and Legion is pushing them. You know what I mean? Like if Legion wasn't there, would any of us have watched uh, this weekend? Like, I don't, I don't care. Sorry, project echelon. Sorry, best buddies. I, I do not care if you win a race or not. CS Villa, I don't care. I may have watched for automatic just because I like the, uh, that one YouTube video that uh, we talked about last week. Right, like that. Those are the stories that you kind of like. Eh, maybe I'd watch a little bit on the side. Yeah, but. I feel like uh, what is Best Buddies? What is their deal? What What is that for? Like, are they puppies? Well, it's a, it's a no. It's a charity for um, folks uh, uh, developmentally disabled oh, folks okay. to have like relationships, kind of like a Big Brother, oh, okay. Big Sister organization oh, that's that um, called Best Buddies. So they have a good foundation behind it, and they have really good teams. Mm-hmm. And Best Buddies has been around for a while in the in the Miami area, which I think is where they're um, based. And uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I I remember like Chris Froome coming to town, and they were doing a big fundraiser uh, for when Chris yeah, Froome yeah. was in Miami to do a ride with them. Mm-hmm. So they've been around the cursory of cycling here in the in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a pretty big construction firm out of Orlando that's sponsoring the team. Mm, okay. And so they've kind of gone out and gotten a bunch of these privateers, McCabe, who's not fully on the team, right? And then you've got, like, they're on the team, but they're not, like, fully contract contraction c- contract with them. Because I think that McCabe is in a Castelli National Championship kit, but the the best mm. buddies are in a different kit kind of situation. Then you got they got Marcotte, basically, out of retirement, and kind of all these mm-hmm. guys that are privateers. And they've done a pretty good job of bringing them together. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the Legion's got some great riders with them. Um, shout out, also, I do want to say Frankie Andreu. I love the uh, the single-person booth um, for the announcing. I like Frankie Andreu just doing his thing. Was he a little off every now and then <laughs> on uh, some of the commentary? Little sure. <laughs> but it wasn't. You know, doing it all by himself, I liked that yeah. better than kind of some awkward interplay with with a um, a color commentator that doesn't really jive. Like, yeah. like there has to be some good chemistry, mm-hmm. and I if the chemistry is not there, let's just go single person 
just talking through the race, I'm okay with that. I wish that he would have the data in front of him, like live lap, lap results and timing, yeah. so he wouldn't have to struggle to see what numbers are on the back or a spotter. I I will say the, uh, booth. the the way the num everyone had the numbers placed. They had them so they'd be visible from the side of the road. You know the the riders they had them not yeah. not the way we usually see them in Europe is they're they're on so it, you can see it read it better when they're biking on the screen. So when they show that shot of them going up the hill today on Sunday, the the way the numbers were visual from this shot was sort of mesmerizing. Like you couldn't by the time I try to read one, another number would sort of flash in front of it, and and they and they were sideways. It was. It was more like an art piece as opposed to something I could like make sense of, you know, I'd be like, Oh, it's just a where, bunch where of you get, Did you have a start list? Did you somehow find the start list? I didn't and then have a start list. No, I mean, I watched it at the beach, so I didn't go so far to get a start list. I didn't have my printer with me. So, well, never did I thought in the history of this podcast that we would spend the first 23 minutes of an episode talking about crit racing in the u.s but here we are yeah congratulations to legion of la for complete dominance over the weekend in both the men's women's and amateur categories it was great to see and i can't wait to see where the next uh where the next crit series uh takes us obviously there's so much more to discuss um little guy while you were in the woods i know you were getting the vibes about carapaz winning the tour de swiss and how that was going to change up Mm-hmm. Ineos's structure for the tour. I'm very excited that he won at uh, Switzerland, won the GC over eight stages because it does make the Ineos tour team just a total mess, a total, total disaster in a good way, I think, for us. Carapaz winning by what 17 seconds over Iran. Spencer, what do you? What is your Tour of Switzerland prediction? Iran 17 seconds back. But the form's yeah. looking good. Is that too high? The tour starts in only two weeks. Is this good or bad? Yeah, it's um, it's probably good. Uh, normally, I would think uh, this would be kind of a bad sign to be that high up in the GC at this point. But the tour but starts. Very I soon. did pull up Rigoberto Uran on uh, pro cycling stats and take it. Just took a gander at the last time he won a bike race and um <laughs> yeah. he was back Keep almost scrolling. to the day uh in 2018 it's been a while at the yeah. tour of slovenia yeah so i gotta i gotta say he's gotta take whatever positive energy he can get and bring it to the tour with him well so little guy is the bigger news really um the man with the biggest vo2 max in the world michael woods with a solid fifth place i'm pretty sure that's right in the wheelhouse that spencer would throw out there as a uh, tour contender that is true right in the wheelhouse yeah and he got second in uh the eighth stage so the form's good all around uh, i think he's gonna have the support of a little known rider named chris Froome at the tour uh running bottles for him early in the race is gonna st- <laughs> is Froome even getting a starting spot on the I tour? mean if he is he's literally he's gonna be getting bottles I mean yeah. Woods is obviously the leader at this point for uh, that team they, they need him there for the media you know what I mean yeah. they, they need the, also, the press like, to come around like like what talk about taking the pressure off right like Woods rolls in on hot form um, he's r- uh-huh. ridden GC before and finished top 10 at some grand tours a lot of pressure to put on somebody comes in all mm-hmm. everyone's talking to Froomey over there 
and he can just sort mm-hmm. of fly under the radar even though uh the, his vo2 max is so big like it's just a huge spot on radar <laughs> i mean it's just like you, uh-huh. you can't not see it on radar so yeah i think that's great i think oh. the biggest story from this switzerland is somebody who dropped out on stage eight julian alaphilippe who is going to ride gc at the tour he was sitting third overall and he dropped out uh to go see the birth of his child which i guess is okay Congratulations on the birth of your child, Julian Alaphilippe. We wish you nothing but the best of the tour. I don't know if you're going to be the GC guy. because. Oh, really? Oh, hey, guys, this just in. I was just told. Um, Posa Vivo got uh, <laughs> six yeah. at the Tour de Suisse after dropping out after eight stages at the Giro. Looks like Team Quebeca Assos has their guy for the tour. Don't. Don't tease me, Tim. You know I want it to happen. <laughs> but uh, um, it is it is cool to see Alaphilippe up there riding. Maybe uh, that will bring some excitement. But let's get to the nitty-gritty. Tours around the corner, gentlemen. One, we just talked about Chris Froome. He will be getting bottles for one Michael Woods. Awesome to see. Two, mm-hmm. is Mark Cavendish going to the tour? Don't care. Absolutely. Okay, so Mark Cavendish will be going to the tour. Is that a guarantee? Have they announced it yet? Little guy's like the biggest flip flopper on Mark Cavendish I've ever met. What? Like the guy, the guy like falls off the map, and and we we I wish just him a few well. weeks ago was like, ah, oh, we kind of like Mark. Oh, Mark, I really like wish him. Mark could do well, and then he does well once or twice, and we're like, yeah, he's back. And then he does well three or four times, and little guy's like, yeah, no. No, <laughs> I don't I'm, like that guy anymore. I'm fine with Cavendish. I guess what I don't <laughs> like is that Cycling News has whole sections of their website devoted to what will Mark Cavendish do in an, mm. if he possibly comes to an upcoming race. Is there an article yeah. about any of the many other intriguing stories about riders that are on form, building form for the tour things? No, there's will Mark Cavendish get selected? Hmm... Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind I of mean, an interesting story. I don't think I'm he should kind be. I'm kind of into this story, little guy. The guy because Alaphilippe's riding for GC. Way, he paid his way onto the team. He's got a one-year contract. He's a contract year, little guy. Yeah. This is everything everybody loves to talk I mean, about. Let's, yeah. let's be very clear. he's doing it. He's making it work. Like, I am not excited at all about, um, you know, Philippe showing up like I could re- like I'm assuming he's going to show up right to me the story is is Cavendish going to be there that's a true story cycling news actually doing their job here do I have a problem <laughs> with um, the coverage that they're going to give to Ineos without like the lens that they put on Movistar for all those years and about the hate and disgust they had for Movistar showing up with three GC contenders yeah and the implosion well, they better be bringing that right. A game to to the Ineos story when Ineos shows up with seven guys that could win the grant the, the Tour de France. Um, but well, looking at the start list right now, Matthew Vanderpool is going to be there for Alpiche and Phoenix. Looked pretty good Tour of Switzerland. Probably going to win a stage or two of the uh, of the Tour. So Cavendish, I hope you have a chance to win the the stage. We know Ala Philippe is going to be there. We know Yuran mm-hmm. is going to be there. Um, I am curious because I am not seeing on the start list Chris Froome. Yeah. I am not seeing on the start list Tom Schoons of Trek Segafredo. It's kind of making me mad. He better be there if I'm going to watch this race. Otherwise, I'll start watching Kurt Racing again. But Trek hasn't even put out the whole list, have they? Yeah. No, some, they got, some they got Nibali. Like but is, yeah. I, 
Here, here's why you can't send Cavendish. One, Matthew Vanderpool. Okay. Boom. He's never going to beat Matthew right. Vanderpool. Two, if Matthew Vanderpool is not in the mood that day, Tim Merlier. Tim Merlier has already mm-hmm. shown that he is Mark Cavendish kryptonite this year. Uh, he has knocked him into second place on at least three, three occasions, yeah. maybe. Um, like you don't need to. You don't need to do that. How do you guys? Tour. How do you guys feel about Tommy Dumoulin not being in the uh, on the start list for the tour? I feel fine with that. I, I mean, I don't think he's that. ready. Yeah. No, he's not ready just at came all. Back. I, I hope he goes to the Vuelta because he's going to clean up. Yeah. Okay. That's I mean, good. without Tom Dumoulin, that jumbo lineup is already a ridiculously solid team that anybody would be happy with. So you don't need you don't need to mess around. And also, we're dealing with Tom, who's obviously, it seems like, if he went to the Tour and he didn't do well, he'd be sad. And then what does he not want to do cycling again? Like, they got to, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the other big race, obviously, was a tour of Slovenia, where um, one Tajik Pogahar took the win in dominating fashion. Little guy, he pointed out that they have a great photo from oncyclingnews.com <laughs> of uh, Pogahar coming across the finish line from 2019. From, Liège? It's from <laughs> this year, it? Liège. I just, yeah, I hate that cycling news... I understand budgets are cramped, but they just they find one picture of a rider and they will use it for three or four stories. But when they use it for a race report from a different race and it says underneath it, Pojakar solos to the win, and you see a picture of him posting up with two riders clearly visible right behind him, it does beg mm-hmm. the question: maybe you could have found a better photo. Any like just so, a, like the stock photo off off pro cycling stats would be better than in that place. Like this guy solo to the wind. Th- we don't have a photo mm-hmm. from the thing. Let's just be clear. So, yeah. Well, you know, you can't uh, you can't send photographers to everything. No, um, but you could even even if you're the biggest. You can news so be clear and admit that. There's been times when they have posted pictures of riders in their last year's kit like for a story they'll oh, be like s- several seasons yeah right. they'll yeah, be like absolutely. oh Jan Ulrich of a team that he wrote on in a junior has been uh, busted in Operation Porto well they like, probably don't want to pay the money to the photographers that are putting out the photos first off right. and then the teams probably don't do the best job of getting the photo like file to cycling news and being like hey just use this if you if you need a stock photo of <laughs> Pogacar I, here's uh, a nice one for him I need to circle back real quick to something little guy said just a few <laughs> minutes ago about Tim Merlier. Yeah. Um, because I, I was just, you know, going down my Mark Cavendish uh, love fest rabbit hole here okay. and looking at his recent win here in the in the Belgian Tour Stage 5. Oh, who'd he be? He, he was first. <laughs> Tim Merlier was second. Oh. Um, okay. So, Interesting. Oh, I don't know. The tides I mean, have it turned. seems to me. Well, okay. Uh, Let's... It seems to me like uh, the. So, speaking you know, of. <laughs> may have it all worked out. Speaking of Belgian tour, little guy, I'm sure that Remco's wins got you super excited about a guy that's now going to be working for Alaphilippe, apparently, <laughs> at the tour. Isn't he the guy who dropped out of the Giro? He is. Is he going? I don't know if he's going to the tour. I don't <laughs> think he's going to the tour. That guy that I'm around. sure whoever that that guy that owns Quickstep that we just don't like because he's a horrible human being, apparently, mm-hmm. Um is not going to bring Evan Pohl because he's so old school. He's going to be like, oh, I don't want to ruin him. You know, like the way that they sent uh, in Indurain home all those years ago. In his I mean, first tour. they tried to ruin him at the Giro, so I don't think they're against yeah. that. Uh, 
I mean, I think this a race like this, the Belgian Tour, made sense for Evan Poole. Like, send him to a race you know he can win and build some confidence. He's he's just a kid. Like, let him have some fun, not get crushed at the Giro. I'm more excited and about Toon Ertz, um, little-known cyclocross racer in ninth on GC. Uh, should he switch to the road, you guys, full-time? I think so. <laughs> you're, you're, you're really going with the hot takes. This, this uh-huh. seems like something that should be handled on the... The, the cyclocross radio media pit on is tuna arts too good for cyclocross i mean obviously um i i'll tell you now yes he should absolutely be going to road because uh that's where the money is um speaking of which did did you was that the tour of belgium little guy that had the prologue that was like a mile long that no. was had way too many turns and then dan uh who won it? Sote. The other cross guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't even remember what the race was even more <laughs> anymore, even though I reposted it. Um, it was that, like a six-block crit? Or it was six block like 650 prologue. meters or something. It was Amazing. the greatest prologue ever. Um, it's on our Twitter account from a few days ago. Go, go find it. I forget what it is. Um, but it's amazing. It's just basically a sprint through a city center over some cobbled streets and it's twisty and turny and it's on stock bikes. And that's everything that a prologue should be just so good. So good. Well, I mean, you're leaving out the best part, I think was the podium photo and the podium prize, which was a giant loaf of bread. Yes. Yes. For the winner. Yes. Also good prizes. Yes. <laughs> well, you're going to need it. Do big effort. I mean, have a sandwich, it right? It rivals the Trident. You know, the the only downside yeah. to that, the only downside to this trophy is that you're going to consume it and you don't have it to look at, you know, a week or two later to reminisce about your great victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but <laughs> you're going to make some good sandwiches and you're going to gram that and like, boom, what, boom, boom, likes, you know? What would you, would you, uh, would you make a good grilled cheese with that little guy or would you, mm-hmm. uh, would you just get a little olive oil, a little pepper, you know? Yeah. Just do it. Uh, I mean, you kind of want to, Savor the win in its most like natural mm-hmm. state. That's the tough one. You don't want to him and haunt too long, and it gets stale before you make the decision. You know? uh-huh. so. Tim, uh, if you won that giant loaf of bread, would you share it with uh, the family, or would you? Uh, would that be a Tim treat? That'd be a Tim treat. Um, I'd I'd also bring a toaster oven with me ah. if I knew. So I just looked it up. I I'm gonna do you guys the favor of this uh-huh. Austrian race. This was the twelfth. Obrero Strauss Grand Fart. Yeah, people um, should be able to search is... that. <laughs> Five, six. <laughs> no, no problem. No, I'm sure there. I'm sure when you were just saying it, that that they yeah. The, so the, just to give you no just to give you guys reference, there are 23 letters in the name of this uh, race. Mm-hmm. It's definitely just rolls off the tongue of mm-hmm. a 700 meter prologue. It was amazing. It was probably the closest I've ever seen to a, an actual messenger race um, happen yeah. because the only thing that would have made it better because they're on stock bikes is if they actually had to take the loaf of blood, <laughs> the loaf of bread mm-hmm. from the start to the finish line to hand it over, and then they had to get a signature on a manifest. Yeah, that they, would be the only thing. They that should have had to get a manifest or like touch something at the end or something. Um, yeah, did you guys but, which, did one of you guys do the the witch's tower TT? uphill tt here in, in minneapolis one time with me it was after we no. we did a road ride that morning i remember like it was when we were like all cat threes we did a road ride and then we i went to it i thought one of you came with me but it started down by the river I'm, and it just went up to the witch's tower you. 
Well, I don't, I don't think so. But it, I was in the road. I had like my road bike and stuff, and everybody was on random bikes. And I didn't know you had to touch the witch's tower. I thought you just had to get to a certain spot. So I got there, and I was like, cool. And they're like, you got to touch the tower. You got to touch the tower. And I was in my road shoes, so I had to clip clop across the like little like area next to the tower to touch it. And that was what happened. Yeah, I don't think I did that. It was fun. Didn't do that one. Um, So. Little guy, final road racing news before we get to the excitement post Premlac with the uh, UCI mountain bike racing Olympic talk and all of that great stuff. Did you um, learn anything about Bahrain and their uh, their team with various insinuations <laughs> on cycling news? Uh, well, I learned absolutely nothing other than the fact that uh, when Bahrain wins a lot it's super sketchy. And when Ineos wins all the time, it's totally normal. <laughs> uh, I mean, kind of checks out, right? right? But like, I, I don't, that was a sort of thing where it was like, <laughs> why did cycling news even publish that? It's like unknown source says yeah. they're grumpy that this team won a lot and feel like they're cheating. And you're like, do you have anything to offer us other than the fact that some people on a cycling team think other people on a cycling team are cheating. That's just cycling. Anytime a team does well and they weren't doing well like a week ago, everybody yeah. goes, oh, they're cheating. Like, that's just how, that's cycling. Unfortunately, that's just cycling. But it's especially cycling when a team, and I'm no Bahrain team lover, <laughs> but it's especially when oh. like, when like Ineos does it, it's like, that's just every day at Cycling News of being like, yeah, they did it. Seven liters. Well, let's get into the real news to see what's really happening in the professional peloton to see if people really do care about crit racing in the U.S. Let's go with Mr. Criterium himself, Michael Matthews. What up? This is Tom Skoyinch, and you're listening to this low ride. All right, guys, here we are once again in the Prem Lap. I will make this quick. I will make this sweet. Head on over to WideAnglePodium.com and become a member and a supporter because your support directly influences the coverage that we get from the folks at Criterium Nation, who is there on the ground at Tulsa Tough. It also yeah. influences the support that we're going to see from our Wide Angle Podium YouTube channel, with friend of the podcast, Michael Bodenheimer, with his Hot Lap Summer video series that we talked extensively about last week on the Prem Lap. Yeah. There's a mm-hmm. lot of great things happening, and it isn't just here on the Slow Ride podcast, <laughs> wink, wink, that you you can be supporting the family. You can be supporting Grodio, who was oh. there on the ground at the Unbound. Yep. And they are recording um, today. Yeah. Amanda Nowman. So there's, there's tons of great stuff. Happening. Yeah, Amanda Nauman, who did the 350-mile race, I, I can't wait to hear about yeah. that experience because it will solidify in my heart of hearts that I'm never going to do anything like that. But, <laughs> but I do want to hear about it. I want to hear about yeah. how bad it is so that I can feel like I maybe, uh, you know, have have some understanding. I, uh, but I never will. I drove um, that far yesterday, you guys, and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm not riding yeah. that far. I had air conditioning. Yeah, I was no. listening to a podcast. I'm still tired. No way. Uh, yeah, so a lot of good stuff coming out on the Wide Angle Podium right now. 
jump on over to wideanglepodium.com and support the shows um, that you listen to. It's a nice way to kick uh, kick the hosts a few bucks and make uh, what we're doing feel like it's worth it and like we're not just uh, shouting into the void all the time. And we'd also like to give for direct support. You can check out the store that is on wideanglepodium.com. We have some great mm-hmm. Slow Ride podcast shirts and we know that Rob Kelly was on Crybaby Hill today rocking the Slow Ride podcast shirt designed by um, Spencer's friend. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Spencer. Th- like, I don't know, like the wink, I was kind of hoping that you'd pick up that fumble that I just laid out there on the field. No, I, 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 really, I knew what you were looking for. I yeah. just want to watch you fall. Yeah. Uh, no, it's fine. That's what friends are for. Uh, that one was designed by... Uh, uh, an artist called Pezzo, um, who is in the uh, California area, um, you know, probably watching Legion dominate all the crits out there. So we have three great shirts designed by artists that we all know and love here at the Wide Angle Podium and Slow Ride Podcast. So check it out. And with that, gentlemen, let's get back to the show. We got some great emails. We got some Olympic talk, and we have some downhill mountain bike talk. Let's go. Hi, I'm Hannah Wyman, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, guys, here we are back at the show. Super stoked to talk about some emails that we got. So let's get right into it. So we got two this week. The first one comes to us from friend of the pod, Christine Ryan. Tandem talk. Hello from sunny till the fog rolls in again, San Francisco. I've only been listening since last summer, but now I'm making my way through the early 2020 episodes while on the trainer. Can't wait to hear your coverage of the tour to quarantine. We did. We did have some. Probably did. I love the idea. Might be different now. A couple weeks back about a tandem interview series, but I was worrying that Commotion might have second, third, fourth thoughts about sponsoring it because of the whole terrifying the interviewer stoker thing might scare away potential customers. Very true. Then I realized that you need a company that is no longer making tandems, but does still make regular bikes. Richie. There's a coffee shop in Monterey called captain and stoker that has like a half dozen Richie tandems on display. I think maybe Tom Richie's an investor. You could borrow a tandem from the shop, do the interviews. Richie gets the exposure and sells a ton of new breakaways. And then, bonus, <laughs> Richie tandems will be the next clients on eBay. Seriously, keep up the good work and the general human decency, Christine Ryan. Thanks. What a you wonderful know, email. That was a nice email. I love this idea. I love this for a lot of reasons. A, because I'm a big Richie fanboy. I had the Swiss cross forever until I destroyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sold it to a friend of the podcast uh, who shall remain unnamed because he didn't mind riding a destroyed bike. Yeah. Uh, and then I replaced uh, I, I replaced that bike, but I couldn't be without a Richie, so I went and got myself a, a Richie um, 650B or whatever the mountain bike is called, and that one's been treating me well yeah. ever since. And uh, they make great stuff, and I had completely forgotten that they made tandems, and I would absolutely love to interview some cyclist uh well on a richie tandem that would be amazing well so we uh, should obviously go buy a couple of richie tandems real quick before we do this right like she's saying because we once they 
blow up on eBay. Like we blew up Klein, but we didn't yeah. get a bunch of Kleins beforehand so we could make a profit like we should have. Yeah. I just want to get back to the, the fact that Christine Ryan has um, made me aware of a coffee shop called Captain Stoker in Monterey. So when I come back mm-hmm. for um, Sea Otter, yeah. I mm-hmm. will be going there. Uh, and little guy, you may actually be interested in this. I'm pretty sure that's a the sweetest coffee shop van of all time on their Instagram page. It's a Toyota Hiace, I believe, oh, with some nice. sweet okay. line details. Yeah. Totally worth the visit if you head over to the Instagram account, um, Instagram.com slash Captain Stoker. Amazing name and even better van that is parked outside the store. Can't wait to see it in person. Nice. Let's um, check it out. But Christine Ryan, thank you so much for this email. I'm a huge fan you, of Richie, uh, like Spencer. Do you think um, if you're at that coffee shop and you order an espresso, but you want a double, do you got to, instead of being like, hey, make it a double, do you say, hey, give it a stoker? I hope so. I, I will tell you what, I will try that next time I, when I go to Sea Otter <laughs> next year. I will, I'll live stream it as well. I'll, 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 yeah. awesome. I'll do it. Hey, can you make that a uh, stoker, please? Yeah. And make yeah. it a stoker, yeah. right? Instead of like make it a give, double, like yeah, make give it a stoker. It, give it a stoker. Yeah, give it. I, I think give, give it, it a stoker. stoker. Okay. He a looks stoker. lonely. Give him a stoker. <laughs> yes, I hope that gets you like it. a ten percent off discount or something. You're in mm-hmm. the know, or a wink, just a nodding, a nodding. Yes. Yeah. With, so, with my uh, luck, I would say that, and someone would be like, "The what?" <laughs> You're like, "No, <laughs> no." You're like, "Oh, never mind." A hundred percent. That's going to be the response. <laughs> but um, yeah, Richie, uh, you've got our number. Give us a call. Uh, slowridepodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. um, let us know so, uh, where we can pick up our, our tandem I would say Richie is probably the top of the list of bike brands that I wish I had a bike from but I didn't so I'm with you mm-hmm. Spencer if they want to get in touch with us and I'm sure they just have an abundance of supply right now of bike yeah. frames um, in, uh, and for those that listen oh, to these yeah. shows about four years later, we're recording this, uh, June 13th, <laughs> 2021. So if there's anything right now, there's lots of bike supply in the yes. world. Um, and I'm sure Richie's just going to drop it, <laughs> drop it a moment's notice to just send us out <laughs> a sweet uh-huh. mountain bike or one of their breakaways, which I have always wanted. Spencer, didn't you mm. used to have some of those cool, those yeah, Swiss ri- cross. Yeah, Swiss cross, but you had some of those, uh, Richie WCS cranks. Like just the silver ones from back in the day, right? On something, am I making that up? I've always wanted a pair of those cranks, and I have no real reason why. But that's like the Richie thing I've always I, wanted. And I had some Richie cranks, but I don't think they were silver. No, maybe so you might be conflating ones. a couple of different things. Yeah, okay. I just um, like the whatever. They're cool cranks. They're like probably Octolink or something. They're from like twenty years ago. But I'm always on the outlook of <laughs> they'd have for to one be, of those. For you to be interested, and, yeah. and it's like. <laughs> It's a thing I've never come across. Um, anyway, that's my random ritual. Well, this the Swiss cross is the favorite, my favorite cross bike I've ever ridden. So if their tandem is anything like that, uh, I'm going to be happy. So. Yeah, I'm a week behind, so hopefully these haven't been covered yet on the pod. This email comes to us from Jeff Aldrich. Listener quiz. What is the primary reason little guy will not purchase the, this balance bike for Tom Boonin Tom Boonin? And it was a balance bike created by the fine folks over at Bentley Automobiles. Yes. Which retails at 450 pounds. And if I was going to do a quick uh, conversion, um, that is only $630. Oh, it's uh, a deal. US for a um, 
bike. Now, little guy, what is the reason you would not get this besides the price, uh, not get this balance bike for Tom Boonin, Tom Boonin? Uh, he's riding a pedal bike, so he's not going to want that. <laughs> it's beyond he's it. beyond it. He doesn't want to downgrade. He doesn't want to downgrade to upgrade. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. yeah, currently, uh, previously, uh, I don't know. I uh, it's got quilted it is, diamond quilted handlebars. Yeah, no, that is important when he would just toss his bike on the ground randomly and drop it and uh-huh. run it into things. I, I was kind of more comfortable with him having a nice balanced bike, but not so nice that I was worried about it. You don't want to worry. Does it about have? It. Uh, it has a carbon anything, fiber fork. Mm-hmm. Does it have any gull wing action? Do the doors or anything open upwards? Mm-hmm. No, it does not. Does it have a mineral oil mm. system to run all the hydraulic parts on it? It does have a pretty s- sweet spoke pattern on the wheels that are kind of okay. something straight out of, uh, you know, I think I could see a Bentley rock in those if, it, if they weren't, you know, so heavy as an automobile. But um, mm. what is of interest, little guy, and I think this is what uh, Jeff is going for, is that uh, there is a rear disc brake on a balance bike. Feels like overkill, but just wait, what? a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, is the um, the disc is almost the same size as the wheel then? So this the rear wheel of this kid's balance bike made by Bentley has nicer brakes on it than the rear wheels of little guy's van. Yeah, and a carbon <laughs> yes, fork. Than the van. <laughs> the van has drum brakes, and they don't uh, they don't slow you down all that well. You know, you would believe that, but when I had one of my drums wasn't working, man, did that van not want to stop. <laughs> Holy cow. You you got to give those drums a little bit more credit than you think. Okay. Um, I mean, they're not doing I'll, a lot, uh, but yeah. I'll give Bentley a call and have him look into uh, putting a drum brake on that bike then. Which Dude, of the that. hosts will be the first to earn the right to purchase this arrow kit? And this oh. is a new kit from a company called go faster and it is an arrow kit Sounds legit. that has you know it has some uh woven tightly woven fabric developed in a wind tunnel Ooh, sounds mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. with 3d texture um well mm-hmm. last time i checked the uci banned that so it can't really use that it's just for um, strava but it is optimized if you're going 39 kilometers per hour which uh i did the math that's 24 miles an hour um easy got yeah. it mm-hmm I, I think uh, I think the slam dunk on that is uh, of the three of us, it's gonna be me. Um, okay. A little guy is too cheap to buy it. Yeah. B uh, Tim is too egotistical to think that he needs it, and me <laughs> I'm trying to buy whatever speed I can get. Mm. So uh, I think uh, it's a clear clear and obvious um, that I will be the the purchaser of this. Uh, now I was gonna say Tim. Kit. Because he's doing all those group Here's, rides, so he's getting he's getting towed up to that speed at least. Oh yeah, I mean I'm going fast, but let me just say that I know this is an audio medium, but the <laughs> story about this and the the press photos that they put out from this company, it's top notch. Clearly, the rider is in front of a green screen. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. They couldn't go to the. <laughs> so mountains. it's like oh, it's like I'm assuming that they're a British company because there's there's no sun even in the photos that they found for the green screen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you don't want to scare uh, people so away. My, yeah. my main question about this product is what's the over under on it being more or less expensive than the Bentley balance oh, bike? Oh, yeah. God, I uh, bet it is. That's a, I'm going to take the over. Yeah. 
I think it would be, I'd see it'd be under. For a single jersey, $450 or $639. We're we're doing the whole kit. I thought it was a skin suit because when I think arrow, I'm thinking skin suit, right? It's just jersey. I think it's just a jersey. If if it's not a skin suit, then Okay, even if it was a skinny, a a, a skin suit, what would you put in it? I'm going the over. Uh, I think uh, over six hundred fifty bucks. I think four four seventy in pounds, which is probably nine hundred dollars in U.S. <laughs> I paid a Checks lot out. <laughs> for a not for just a skin suit from like Pactimo five six years ago. So <laughs> it's possible yeah. if they're making it all arrow and stuff. Is skinny? Is that what they call them in the industry, Tim? For skin suits, get get a skinny out there for them real quick. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay. I no, they they don't call it that. But maybe we'll make that. Uh, okay. Maybe we'll make that happen. <laughs> All right, no, um, not. let's get into just a quick uh, little bit of racing news and other news. So first off is USA Cycling announced their teams for the Olympics. Um, mm-hmm. The big news, uh, I think, has to be on the mountain bike side on the women's team because you have Kate yep. Courtney and Haley Batten were the, like, sure thing picks, right? Obvious choices. Kate yep. Courtney, yep. former world champion, Haley Batten on the podium at World Cups. Uh, in the first, uh, the first one um, this year, the third pick went to Chloe Woodruff, which had quite a few people um, frustrated in asking different questions. Now, obviously, this has to be one of the toughest decisions of all time of any of these spots because so many people dedicate their life to be in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chloe Woodruff taking the um, the final selection spot did cause a bit of consternation. Yeah. It's interesting because I think Chloe is a a very good choice. You know, I think she'll yeah. do good. It's not like she's going to be a bad choice <laughs> for this election, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it did really come down to uh, I thought it was Aaron Huck's spot to lose, and it seems like she did. And I'm, I guess, a little unclear why. And uh, I'm there may be things I'm not privy to for sure, like uh, – that um that USA Cycling or her coach or something is aware of, but uh, yeah, that one was a surprise to me. Yeah, yeah. And Christopher Blevins takes the other side on the uh, men's mountain bike side with one spot on the women's road team. We have Ruth Winder, Corinne Rivera, Leah Thomas, Amber Neben, and Chloe Digert. Um, not really any surprises there um, on the women's side. Uh, best of luck uh, to Ruth Winder. Um, and Corinne Rivera, um, I'm assuming they're going to take, uh, be the leaders there. Corinne Rivera, biggest win ever beating Spencer at Kenosha <laughs> in the Velodrome back in 2006. Uh, I'll never let you forget that. And then on the men's side, Brandon McNulty and Lawson Craddock on the men's yeah. road side. Um, and I do want to give a shout out to the BMX freestyle team. Cause we have Hannah Roberts and Paris Benegas, uh, taking the side for the women um, but shout out to Orlando, um, former Orlando resident in Florida own, uh, Chelsea Wolf for making it as an alternate, um, who has been consistently placing in the top five, uh, worldwide. So it's nice to see a fellow ocean, uh, Florida, uh, sunshine stater mm-hmm. making it to the Olympic team. Love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I want to root for the Americans in the freestyle, but unfortunately I got to go all in on team France for that. Cause they do have that Cofidis sponsorship and, uh, you know, I'm just a big Cofidis uh, fanboy. I got to dial those numbers yeah, yeah. and Can I just, get my loans or whatever I do with them, my Cofidises. Yeah. 
I just want to say I've been watching a fair amount of the BMX freestyle because I've been following uh, Chelsea Wolf uh, go through the trial um, and tribulations, but really the trials of getting the team. Mm-hmm. Hannah Roberts is amazing, consistently wins um, at a level of doing tricks that no one else is doing out there on the women's side of things. It, it really is a thing of uh, beauty to watch. So I am excited to see what Hannah can do to take uh, home the gold medal. Yeah. Um, and then that leads into, I think, one of the final topics I want to talk about was that it was the Leo Gang um, mountain bike race. I didn't mm-hmm. watch much of the cross country. I don't know if you guys did um, yourself. No, I didn't. But get a I did get to watch the downhill event. And I watched the downhill because <laughs> Bill over at Cyclocross Radio uh, was mm-hmm. telling me all about the drone coverage of the race. And it was absolutely amazing. Uh, Live, real-time camera footage flying down the mountain behind the riders. I felt like I was almost on the back of a tandem with these riders going around these corners. It was absolutely amazing. Anybody should go out and just watch. um, Red Bull has put out like a recap video, but watch the final runs of the winners. Um, You know, you've got... uh, uh, was it uh, Tro- Troy Brosnan uh, taking the win for the uh, men and then Camille Belanche, a uh, Swiss rider for the women's side. It was awesome. I loved every- I loved it. Downhill mountain biking, that should be in the Olympics. Yeah. Full Absolutely. stop. Definitely should like, be. Take out some track event that no one's going to watch <laughs> and put in downhill. It would be fantastic. Why do we got to hurt track yeah. some more? I mean... Tracks always get tracks always get in the short end of it. Yeah, they do cut everything. I mean, there isn't anything cool in the track anymore because they just put it all into the Omnium. Yeah. But yeah, like the kilo should be an event in the Olympics. I agree. It's crazy but the kilos. Yes, yes. It's it's still they should just have some cool events, and the downhill is definitely it. If they put skateboarding in, put downhill in. That's it. That's yeah. That's it with down downhill and criteriums. Oh, they wow. They both need to be in there. Oh, my goodness. Now you're starting mm. to sound like uh, the CrossFit games. <laughs> Remember the CrossFit? Oh, oh, my god. Maybe gosh. CrossFit games will put downhill in. They did slight cross. They did criteriums. I loved every moment of it. Wow. That would well, gentlemen, probably not be a good idea. That's I don't think that many collarbones no. can break in one day. You know, in, in wherever yeah, they... They would heal really quick. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen... I love having this podcast with you. Thank you so much for participating in this. And uh, congratulations once again to Legion of LA, who um, maybe you should buy the podcast at this point because they're <laughs> they're running the world as it is. And it's great to see. Um, and we'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out how you can become a donor and sub- supporter of the network. We'd like to thank BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro music. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando. This is Matt uh, in Minneapolis locking in his bets on Alaphilippe for GC at the Tour while I still can. Woof. Uh, And, uh, yeah, this is Spencer in Boston, not doing anything crazy like Little Guy is and uh, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. It will solidify in my heart of heart.
there's an elegance to bike racing. For all its technology and engineering, it's a simple question of physics. How do you move a body through space as quickly and efficiently as possible? When the rider and the machine work as one, it's almost as if the solid world has melted away and all that remains is the spirit, the pure, raw, and unfiltered soul of sport. Life is measured in many units, miles, kilometers, kilos, and pounds, but we measure it one corner at a time. We've entered the golden age of crit racing, the most exciting spectator event in sport, where all of human drama plays out before us on our city streets. On this show, we bring you the news of the day and take you inside the personalities of the teams and riders and right up to the gates of the premier events in the world. Welcome to Criterium Nation. Criterium Nation. 